What do you think of the house that's love built? Oh, shoot. Welcome back, Kramers, to the Talking Shit Complete Guide to Horror Movies podcast. Today in our ongoing Saw miniseries, we discuss Saw 4, released in 2007 to mixed reviews and mixed fan reaction. In this instalment, we catch up with what is happening after the death of anti-hero John Kramer, as another game is underway, but who is the puppet master this time? And also, how are they cranking these out once per year? They're on track with Rihanna for who can release the most albums within four years. I apologize for everybody at home streaming live. Now, personally, I just don't give a shit for this entry. It's the Saw movie I've seen the least as, as I've only seen this twice. I mean, I've also only seen Spiral twice, but somehow Saw 4 feels much less memorable. The creative duties were passed from original creators, Leigh Winnell and James Wan, to new writing duo Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan. I can't help but notice a significant decline in the script from this entry onwards. It feels very much like the writing team for the later entries in the Saw franchise are also the same just absolute shit writing team that are writing the later seasons of Riverdale. Now, Saw 4 is noted for its paper-thin characters, lack of inspiration, less than stellar twists, and also those goddamn reveals. And they'll like, beat you over the fucking head with it too, with these reveals. Yeah. And show yeah. it's like, yep, no, we get it. We get it. Yep, stop filling time. Please stop filling time. Yeah. I, don't, I literally do not need to watch the snippets of the entire movie that I just watched <laughs> yeah. to get this. Like, yeah. it's, ah, uh, and... Uh, it, I, um, going off topic, I don't know if anyone saw Escape Room 2, but the opening about three minutes or four minutes is a montage from the first film. And I was thinking, like, what are we watching here? Are we watching Escape Room 2 or are we just watching, like, the recollection? And Saw is notorious for it. I think it might have been a five or six. One of them had literally a scene show, then Hello Zep started playing, and then the scene showed again in, like, the backtrack of it. I'm just like, I literally just saw that scene. I don't need to be told again what it is. <laughs> yeah. They showed me anyway. <laughs> but wait! There's actually an alternative director's cut version of Escape Room Tournament of Champions. The alternative version is so much better. I still liked, not loved, but liked Escape Room 2. I thought it was an improvement on the first one. It had some great ideas, but the wrap-up story and everything beforehand was kind of shit. Whereas the new one, you know, I'm not giving away anything, but they have some unique ideas that I do think are executed well. There's some things where it's like, how many traps can you actually do before it like starts ripping off another series or rips off another movie? One thing, especially when it comes to the reveals with Saw and what it was like the only thing I hated about Saw 6, but that whole reveal where it was like, Oh no, Hoffman told Amanda to kill Lynn. We it didn't was need so that. unnecessary. Yeah, it didn't need yeah. in there. It was it was believable enough with Amanda's character for the sort of erratic behavior and all that kind yeah. of shit in number three. If you're just looking at it as just number three, you don't find yeah. out what is in the letter for Amanda. But mm-hmm. then I, I get I guess that's what was like, oh, we kind of left that open. Maybe we can we can add Hoffman in because there's that fly on the wall again. Yeah. I mean, if it ended at three, I don't think a lot of people would have been like, what was in the letter? Why did Amanda shoot Lynn? It, w- it wasn't I think a big enough like you sort said, of open-hanging yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but they sort of, I, I see what you mean. It's sort of like they've just created an answer to a question that no one really was asking about. Springfield's answer to a question no one asked! I didn't watch Saw 4 at the cinemas. I think I had just lost interest in the Saw franchise at that point. 
but I remember renting it on DVD, shout out Video Easy. I didn't care for it. I yeah. remember watching Saw 4 and being like, huh, what? Well, what's all this see what I see and do what I do, feel what I feel? I couldn't get into it. I thought the traps themselves were a significant step up from number three. It still had that gory aspect. There were some good ideas, but it felt in general like a very half-baked sequel. Like they wrote it in two weeks and they're like, oh shit, we need to add this in. Oh, we forgot about this. Oh, how do we do this thing? And the logic, there is no logic in the Saw films anyway, but the scalping chair for me remains one of the top 10 most Mm. horrifying saw traps based on how simple it is. Like it wasn't water hoses being sprayed circular around a freezing room. It was just hair getting (laughs) twisted into a trap. And I'm just like, holy shit. It's it's simple but effective. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing I do like with Saw 4 is what we spoke about earlier, especially in, I guess, Saw 2, is that everyone in the trap was sort of related to what was happening in the movie rather than just like random officers getting frozen to death or rib cages pulled Mm. out for no reason. The one thing I think that kind of disappointed me from the get go in this movie is that opening trap. There's no TV, there's no jigsaw on a TV. It's just a voice going through that room. But you've got to have jigsaw somewhere in there, like on a TV. Like it's iconic. You've got to have that. Oh, I don't think so. Look upon him as he rides. Look, I'm on TV, y'all. Check it out. And I've noticed in some of the later movies, they don't do it. They just have him going through like a speaker in the ceiling. And it doesn't really, and that doesn't really have an effect on the scene. You're just like, oh, okay. Cool. I didn't mind it. By this point, I was kind of like, eh, like sort of waning on the idea of Saw anyway. It was kind of cool to sort of have somebody to properly root for that had been in a couple of Saw movies before with Riggs. I didn't mind that. But by the end of it, apart from the fact that it put Strom at the scene and you found out about Hoffman, you could have done without that whole movie. It didn't sort of leave us anywhere new than where we were at the end of Saw 3. And let's be honest, kind of the same with the next one too. Um, Saw 4 was kind of just Saw 3, but a bit more. We can start this one again from the top. Mm. I don't know. Like there, there wasn't really much new revealed. It was like an episode of Lost. It was just, yeah, but watch the next one, but yeah. watch the yeah. next one. You know what I mean? Like it's just setting up like a cliffhanger for the end of it. So you'll go and watch, spend your money. There was one scene in that film, which I completely forgot it was even in. And it was the scene where John shows Jill his workshop. I completely forgot about that. I actually did not even know she was in that scene and I was watching it like, I haven't seen this scene ever before. It's so weird. And she's walking around and he's showing her the traps, rah, rah, rah. This is my swing set. This is my sandbox. I'm not allowed to go in the deep end. A cool thing that I liked in this movie was there was some really cool transition effects a couple of times throughout the movies, like someone gets thrown through a plane of glass, but it's in the next room. And what do we think of Detective Matthews still being alive at this point? I thought it was a bit sort of, eh. <laughs> I would have liked if he just died after two. I thought it was a good ending. I thought that'd be it. I'm like, oh, I, he's alive again. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to complain about, bloody, what's what's the actor's name? I've gone blank. Johnny Wahlberg. That's it. I knew he was, he was a brother of somebody. I just like the idea of him at that point where like fuck he's gone through it like yeah. he's just with, with saw two smashing his foot to bits in the in the second one it being assumed that amanda has beaten the fuck out of him and killed him and, and you know put him out of his misery and now this and just him just being like a sobbing blubbering mess that just wants to die yeah uh, it's just kind of insane i reckon he's a sick actor and he does a really good job you know who's coming through the door 
uh, and all that shit. But it, mm. it was it was it was needless. There was really no reason for it because mm. they were kind of running out at this point. Yeah, you've got to help us, Doc. We've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Kind of wish they did focus it on him more because the whole thing where it's the setup for the reveal where no the character called art which i will refer to as art simone that means nothing when it's revealed that she's got the big fucking pincer thing or whatever i was like who wears a neck brace like that in 2015 you know who are you forrest gum already did that twist in soul one like <laughs> the killer wasn't the killer he was like this person was just another zet but yeah yeah i didn't care for it i couldn't give a shit about hoffman like when he stands mm-hmm. up, he's like, "I'm the new apprentice." I'm like, "Geez, is it, are they going to be like 81 apprentices?" And- I know, I know. Like by that point, it's just like, "Oh God!" And then you sort of you think about sort of the the storyline that they immediately jump into. Like he's making traps people can't get out of. We just watched that. We just watched Amanda do that. We're just watching yeah. it all over again. We all make choices. But that was a choice. <laughs> Plus the fact that like Hoffman really wasn't that established. So it wasn't like, oh, he's been there the whole time. It's like, oh yeah, he was in that one scene in Saw 3. Amazing. I really fucking feel yeah. right now. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do a good character development to start with. Oh, so God, no. Just like, God, eh, no. When he rocks up. And even like the ending of that film, I, I put it as underwhelming ending. That's what I wrote down. Because I mean. Mm. It was. It was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just felt a bit like a filler movie in the series. And I mean, it's like ER for 20 minutes at the start, the autopsy. And I thought that was really like, really full on how they kind of just... Oh, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, with the fucking... Cut down his chest, yeah, opened it yeah. up, pulled everything out. And I'm just thinking like, do we really need to see this? Like that in three, where they do these surgical procedures, like I think they just need mm. to do it tastefully and not over the top. And they sort of went, oh, we've got to feel like 20 minutes here because we're already running short. So let's just mm-hmm. do a 20 minute autopsy scene. Just do like a simple scalpel shot, dig yep. in. Or, <laughs> okay, now dig in. Okay, now dig in. We didn't need watching. to see arms ripped open and all that shit. I was like, what the? Mm. This is RPA. <laughs> uh, I was watching Saw 4 uh, when, I, yeah, when I was watching that. My, my partner was around and she she actually works in the death industry. So she yeah. has worked as a funeral director and at the moment is doing transfers. So basically picking up bodies from where they died and taking them either to a funeral home or to the coroner's if that's where it needs to go. And so she's actually seen autopsies before. And so and she was tearing it apart this whole scene. She's like, oh, like, <laughs> and they didn't even weigh that. They, they just put it there and like the guy didn't even like do that with his hands before this. It was really quite funny to watch an autopsy scene with someone who's actually like seen one before and then mm. um, sort of just, yeah, take issue with almost everything going on in that scene. And I've, I've never seen an autopsy, but I always thought that everything was a bit too wet in that scene, considering how dead and cold he looked. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I like how the DVD cover just has his head on the scales. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't go without mentioning the fact that the Saw movies had some interesting um, promotional tactics uh, with some of the covers and shit. Um, Yeah. What always kind of pissed me off is is there was a version of the cover of the first one where there's a sawn off hand. Yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't happen. <laughs> that does not happen. No. I mean, it, it, I mean that ends up happening to someone several movies later. But yeah. Same with the poster for Saw Three, where it was the teeth. There was no teeth scene in Saw yeah, Three. Yeah, true. 
True. Yeah. I do have a little bit of interesting trivia. So I, back in the day, 2006, I used to use photobucket.com. Please sponsor us. And mm-hmm. I used to upload just like random shit, like images from like Saw movies, like memes back before they were called memes, you know, and I would often screenshot and place into this photo bucket album like trap ideas because, you know, being 14 years old, it like it'd be like oh how would i design a sword trap side so post ideas on like imdb they were all fucking terrible but some people did make some really great ideas one trap idea was and it was allegedly like he had seen this at a preview screening but it's the internet like you know anyone can lie on the internet and this poster had said that he had seen this trap where people had to take out teeth and there was a code at the bottom of the tooth in order to like escape the room and that if they didn't escape the room they'd be stuck there forever and then four years later that's a trap in saw 3d so i when i saw that i was like i've seen that before i've seen that before and i've been trying to find it i cannot work out my login for photo bucket or my password (laughs) did the saw riders test out trap ideas in imdb or did they steal a trap idea from some random internet forum stranger i think someone probably would have been scanning the forums and maybe just getting ideas of what the audience was vibing for a next saw and maybe what the general consensus was there's two dvds here that i had that have two different covers so you've got like saw five which is just that with the head and then you've got it with the cube and then the one that frustrates me the most i don't really understand it is saw six how it's that i never understood what the rope was on the end or what trap it's meant to be because on the other side it's a hand all traps aside it is interesting to note that Saw 4 was deemed a box office success somehow. I mean, usually by the fourth entry, people are trying to find the next big thing and the entire Saw producers are just like, ah, let's get the next one out. <laughs> In our next episode of the podcast, we discuss connectivity, manipulation, and the most boring traps in any Saw film with the fifth installment, Saw 5. Coop, BP, thank you very much for joining me again. It's always an honour to talk shit with you both. Listeners, Feel free to rate us, hate us, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and wherever my thousands of posts will find you. If you loved our podcast, we are thankful for your support. And if you didn't like this episode, then why did you listen to the whole thing? Come on. (laughs) 